All conversations and information contained within the Total Health and Fitness Podcast is intended for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse anything you hear on this show with treatment, medical advice, or direction. Nothing on this podcast is meant to supplement or supersede the relationship with your medical caretakers. Although James is a licensed massage therapist, certified health coach, personal trainer, yoga, and martial arts instructor, he is not functioning in these roles in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who appear on this show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Total Health and Fitness Podcast. I am your host, James. Thank you for joining me for another episode. It is my goal always with this podcast to deliver high-quality information in a compact amount of time. Um, but to do that also correctly, it requires me to do um, some research because uh, I always like to make sure the information I'm giving you is correct and um, try to break it down to the simplest form uh, for you to take away something useful from every podcast. Um, but to that end, though, sometimes the, you know, just because life will get in the way sometimes and also sometimes researching things correctly will take a little time. There will be occasions when this podcast will not um, come out weekly. It may it'll come out um, every other week. Um, sometimes it will come out every week. So um, if we if I miss a week, uh, please understand uh, that it, I'm just doing it so that the quality of the podcast is maintained. I'm also in the process of lining up some future guests for this podcast that I think you will all enjoy. And so that's taking a little time too, but rest assured, um, this podcast will continue, if not every week, every other week, or, or some manifestation of that. Uh, with that being said, today I wanted to cover the topic of heat cramps, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, um, all forms of issues with hypothermia. And I wanted to cover it, obviously, because we are in the summertime, and these things can crop up very easily if you're not aware of them especially if you're a very active person or your job happens to be outdoors and you're really not thinking about it or um, monitoring um, signs that you might be slipping into one of these categories. And obviously, you know, going fully down that road is not good for your body because it, it will lay you up for a few days to recover, but it could also, also obviously, obviously lead to more serious conditions. So let's get into it. So uh, a heat cramp is the muscle is cramping or contracting frequently as a result of dehydration, um, and that is accompanied by exposure to excessive heat or the production of excess heat in the body. Your body will try to counteract this by sweating to lower the body's temperature, and when your body sweats, especially at the rate it has to to counteract um, excessive heat, you're going to lose um, the fluid inside your body or interstitial fluid. When you lose this fluid, um, it makes it more difficult for the calcium ions in your body that stimulate muscle contractions to be reabsorbed um, and put back into storage within the cells. Um, the consequence of this is that the muscles contract and sustain that contraction for a longer and uncontrolled period of time. So, you, you know, it's um, so you're going to get these spasming. I mean, you've all probably had cramping, um, especially in nighttime cramping is probably usually when people get it in the calf. And obviously, it's very painful. Um, it's very debilitating because you can't walk on it. And after the cramping releases, there's generally a period of time, muscle soreness, fatigue, and weakness in that in that lower leg or muscle, so you can't use it. So that is the de definition of heat cramps. So if you are feeling like you might um, be getting uh, heat cramps, some things you can do is rest briefly and cool down. Uh, so if you're outside, 
it's time to you know, get into a shady area or go inside and rest for a little bit. You're going to want to drink uh, some type of juice or an electrolyte containing sports drink. Uh, gently stretching it out. So this means, you know, the typically affected areas for muscle cramping or heat cramping are your calves, your arms, your abdominal wall, your back. You know, it can involve any type, any muscles in your body, but those are the bigger ones that are usually involved when you're doing stuff outside or working outside. So you're going to want to um, get that fluid back in your body, but you're going to want to get an electrolyte fluid in your body to help uh, re-stabilize the muscle's ability to contract and the neurological signals to get sent to those muscles to contract properly. You don't want to resume strenuous activity for several hours or longer until the heat cramps completely go away and you're fully hydrated. And obviously, if anything persists past um, those several hours, then you're going to want to call your doctor and see if anything else is up with your body. So that's going to be heat cramps. Now, heat exhaustion, um, this occurs when muscular activity generates more heat than a person can release. This is marked by excessive sweating. You're going to feel a headache. Um vasodilation, which means you're going to get red. Vasodilation means the veins in your body dilate, more blood is going through them, so you're going to be redder in complexion. And of course, dehydration. Uh, because you are excessively sweating and you're losing sodium um, in your body, this is going to low, and you're losing obviously fluid, you're going to, your blood pressure is going to get low. When your blood pressure goes down and you're getting light on fluids and electrolytes, you're going to be lightheaded and this can lead to fainting. Um, the best way to counteract this is fast hydration. So if you are feeling this, you're going to want to drink cool fluids. Um, you know, again, water, but preferably water with electrolytes um, would be best. Do not drink any alcoholic beverages because this can contribute to dehydration. The same thing with any caffeinated beverages because that will stimulate um, more dehydration because that uh, caffeine is a diuretic. You're gonna to wanna to get into a cool place, just like with heat cramps, air conditioning building is best. Shady spot or sit in front of a fan. Um, you're gonna to wanna to rest your legs and elevate them higher than your heart, especially if you're feeling faint. Obviously more extreme cooling measures, take a cold shower, soak in a cold bath, put cold towels on your skin. If you're, if you're, not, if you're outdoors and you're not near a shelter, soaking in a cool pond or a stream can help bring your temperature down and obviously remove any tight or restricting clothing that might be uh, impeding your body's ability or impeding your body's ability to off, offset some of that heat that it's generated. You know, if you are in extreme emergency, doctors will recommend a cold water bath, which means like an ice bath, filling a bathtub with ice and submerging yourself in that to lower your poor body temperature uh, quickly. Cool blankets with ice or cooling blankets can be used, but this is probably going to be used if you're if you got to the point with your heat exhaustion where you're in the emergency room or hospital. Um, and obviously, if you're in emergency or, or hospital, they are going to give you IV fluids and stuff like that. So again, why I'm doing this podcast is so that none of you um, get to that point. You recognize the symptoms of it. You also recognize that you should be hydrated before you go outside. And then the final thing here that we talk about is heat stroke. This is a condition where the body temperatures raises up to dangerous levels. This is 104 degrees Fahrenheit. As you know, that's a very high fever. Um, when a fever or body temperature reaches that high, it could be causing damage to its in, to the internal tissues. This could be caused by prolonged dehydration because of, you know, and this may lead to a lack of sweating. You've sweated, you've gotten rid of so much fluid that you can't sweat anymore. Your body will go into circulatory system shock, um, and this is all from the loss of water and electrolytes. Uh, a person in this state will become confused and delirious, possibly, and a heat stroke can be fatal if the core temperature is not returned uh, down return to normal as quickly as possible. And again, this is the same stuff for heat exhaustion, 
Um, but at that point, you would probably want to go to the emergency room, and that's when they would put you in the ice bath. They would be giving you IV cold fluids. They would be using something called the evaporation cooling techniques. They would um, be giving you cold ice packs and blankets to try to bring down your core body temperature. Okay, so those are some signs and symptoms. While we're talking about all this, while this, and I've talked about this on another podcast, let's just talk about drinking water. If you are um, exercising outdoors or plan to do any activity outdoors, you should be well hydrated even before you go outdoors. Remember, if you are thirsty or constantly thirsty, thirst is the last sign of, of, of dehydration, so that already means you're dehydrated. If you are going to do any type of activity outdoors, whether it's, you know, like I said, working out or your job is outdoors, you know, people don't think when you go to work and you're outside, especially in the summer days, that you are you are still exposed to the same heat, so you have to stay hydrated. So the ideal thing here, and this is from uh, this is from WebMD, this is uh, you should drink four to six ounces of water every 15 to 20 minutes to keep your muscles well hydrated. Um, if you are playing a long, an hour-long workout or a gym workout, fill the bottle with 16 ounces and take it with you. Um, you, you know, again, obviously if you're working out, working all day outside, you're going to want to take, you know, uh, some probably gallons of water with you because, and also, and also this depends on how often you sweat, how much you sweat. Um, obviously water is good, but probably best is some to get some type of water with, um, electrolytes in it to keep you more well balanced. That will function. You will function much better with those electrolytes in there. Um, I would I would stay away from Gatorades and stuff like that because Gatorades, unless it's like zero Gatorade or something like that, Gatorades tend to have a lot of sugar in them and they have food dyes in them. So um, if you're getting like zero Gatorade, which is just the Gatorade and, and electrolytes is good. I'm also partial to smart waters uh, that have electrolytes in them. And you could always, um, you know, there are supplements out there, electrolyte supplements you can put into your water. Um, I don't have one that I personally use, so I can't recommend one, but you can look into that as well. So, um, so those are, those are my ideas, um, for staying cool in the summer, being outdoors, having fun and not running into any issues with the heat. I hope you find this helpful. Again, if you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy what I'm doing on this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you, um, left a review or, um, or comment um, however you listen to this podcast. Obviously, I'd appreciate if you share it with anyone you think might know, might be, not know, but not, might be interested or uh, learn something from this podcast. And I always appreciate your support. And um, I will talk to you next time. <laughs>